Live, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Well, I saddled up old Tesco on the jingle up. Yes, I saddled up old Tesco on the jingle up. With a snort and a whistle, a big old blow. To the rocks in the dark we go. I hope them rocks are close to jingle up. Now I snubbed the commies, I rode at the jingle up. Yes, I smell the commies and rode at the jingle up. That cookie makes it strong and black. I hope there's still enough. Gonna have me a big old cup once I jingle up. So jingle up, big Bermuda. Jingle up, jingle, jingle. Jingle up, jingle up. Sweet Bermuda, jingle up. They stand like statues in the dark I hope this mare's gonna do her part Show me where they are And jingle up New Mexico is the vivacious co-host of the show, Miss Bobby Bell. 
Good morning, Miss Vivacious. Good morning. How are you, Mr. Gary Holt? I'm doing wonderfully well. Doing wonderfully well. Kind of excited about what we've got going on today. Yeah. <laughs> what have we got going on today? <laughs> so what are we? Well, we have a sunny sky out here in Utah right now, but calling for about five days of snow. So it kind of makes me wish I were back in Tennessee where the weather is a little bit warmer and uh, rain instead of snow. Weather mm-hmm. out in Albuquerque. Beautiful place. Uh, yeah, today, uh, much like what you're describing where you are, yesterday morning during the inauguration, um, we had a wonderful gentle snow, and it, it came and went pretty fast, but it was beautiful outside. But yeah, today we have um, yeah, just beautiful, clear, sunny, gorgeous New Mexico weather, you know, land of enchantment, beautiful here. Land, the land of enchantment. All right, yeah. well, we have a great, great show lined up today. And uh, tell us who's joining us for the first hour. Well, you know, it's been a while, but our good friend Trinity Seeley is on the line, and she joins us on Campfire Cafe in just a couple minutes. And then who do we have in the second hour? Well, we're going to be talking with Miss Trina Morris in the second hour of the show. And uh, these two gals have a pretty strong connection, by the way. So maybe we'll put them together before the show is over with. I if we do, you and I might as well just hang it up because that'll be the end of it. But yeah, but that'd be really fun. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. But anyway, we're looking yeah. forward to talking to Trinity. It's been a while, and uh, we'll be visiting her during the Campfire Cafe, and then we'll talk with uh, Trina Morris on Saddle Up America coming up in the second hour. But right now, let's listen to a great song by Trinity. It's one called Get Back On Again and Ride, and when we come back, We'll be talking with Miss Trinity Seeley today on the Campfire Cafe. Oh, no, no. 
Legacy Radio Network. If you are just joining us, that was Get Back On Again and Ride by today's guest, Trinity Seeley, from her album Camp to Camp. Trinity Seeley grew up in the heart of cow country in British Columbia, inspired at an early age by this rugged sea of jack pine forests and grasslands. She learned to work hard from kitchen to corral on the family's guest ranch. As a teen, Trinity moved to California, and her love affair with the Vaquero Way was born. With humbling honesty and a honey-smooth voice, Trinity sings about loving cowboys and horses and living in the middle of nowhere. Her personal look into the life of a ranch wife gives her a deep perspective and appreciation into a lifestyle that some say is a bygone era. The purity of the songs she writes and sings are a deep-rooted reflection of the ranching lifestyle she lives and loves. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, the current director of the horse program at Ojai California's Thatcher School, Trinity Seeley. Welcome, Trinity. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back with you guys and just be reunited. It seems like it has been forever. (laughs) It has been forever, Miss <laughs> Trinity Seeley. We, yeah, we've been social dist- We've been social distancing for a couple of years, Trinity. <laughs> we we sure have, and and I'll tell you what. I wish I could just reach re- reach my arms through this phone and give you both a big hug. And and uh, it's been a while. It has been a while. <laughs> so since you were on the last time, and that's been about two years ago. I I couldn't believe it this morning up to see when you were here last and it was two years ago but there have been a few changes in your life so what's there, happening Miss Trinity C? there sure have been a few changes and you know it's interesting just when you mentioned that earlier that it's been two years I was thinking about two years ago I was on my way home from the art of the cowgirl and I'd yeah. seen a, an ad on western horsemen for a job for the assistant director of the horse program here at the Thatcher School. And when I landed, my husband picked me up at the airport, and I I said, honey, I know this is not something that we've ever really thought about, but what do you you say? And and that kind of turned the pages in in this new chapter of, of our adventure in life. And that's what got us here not not long after that. Um, 
the director position became available and and the school put out a nationwide search for that and we are just so fortunate that things worked out the way that it did and if you asked Jeff my husband he said that me being his boss has it's that's the way it's always been and he's quite used to that that work arrangement so uh, it has been a just an amazing couple of years a lot of transitions for our family um you know again once again the steady part over the last two years has been the way that that it always has been in our life and those horses just stay that constant for us and we're so grateful for that well it's pretty cool but you you are now the director of the horse program of the school that you attended and and what does that feel like to kind of come back home you know it's pretty amazing it's hard to really describe uh, you know, I've thought for the last 20, 21, 22 years now how I could ever give back to a to an institution and a, a place, a home that, you know, really shaped a lot of who I am and and just was such an important part of of my life. And so to be able to come back in this capacity and and just really be be thrown in and have you know have a perspective of what it was like as a student and our son is also going to school here. He's a sophomore this year. He was a freshman last year. Yeah. Uh, another driving factor of why we're here. So to, you know, to, to be in a parent capacity, um, an alumni and, and then also be in this director position, it's really just opened my eyes to, you know, to so many wonderful facets of this school and this community and most importantly, the horses and, what an influential part they are in all of our lives and especially for, you know, for these kids that we're working with. Yeah. Yeah. So who was the director when you were in school there? Cam Shriver. And he okay. was here, I believe 26 years. Um, really, really some big boots to fill. I know I, I think about this all the time, but I, I don't know if you can fill boots like those and, and hopefully, you know, my time here will be, I'll do the very best I can to, to uphold those traditions and, and of course, carry on what, what he and Richard both did in the, in the program and so many others in the past. There's quite the history. The school was founded um, 130 years ago uh, around this horse program. So there have been wow. many, many people involved with this, but it's really neat to be a part well, it really is. It really is. And there have been tremendous horsemen that fill that position. Richard Winters was there. Um, and we had we had Richard on the show. And he was talking about how excited he was to have you and Jeff coming. And then lo and behold, <laughs> there you are. And he was gone. And he's happily in Texas doing his deal. But, uh, <laughs> but that, that's, I, that's that right. really speaks highly. Trinity, that speaks very highly of you and your abilities and your horsemanship to be able to fill the position that you are and to fill those shoes. So that's that's just pretty doggone cool. It's Congratulations. Pretty, pretty dang neat. Well, thank you so, so much. It's, you know, there's not a day that goes by that we're not just so grateful for for the opportunity and the people that, that have been in our, our lives and that have made this possible. And, and Richard, you know, we were so excited 
kind of disappointed when they they decided to so happy for him but but definitely disappointed we did not get the opportunity to work with him and Cheryl and we just think the world of them as well so so happy for them well they're pretty cool people and I will just mention right now that uh, the event that I put on called Rendezvous uh, the one in Tennessee is taking place June the 16th through the 20th and Richard will be there in two clinics uh, two days of oh my gosh. this time so he and Cheryl are coming out to Tennessee and they'll put it on the clinics for us as part of Rendezvous 2021 so that's that's a pretty cool deal that's that cool is deal. wonderful oh man I might have to get me a plane ticket and head come that on, way <laughs> come on out come on out hey we're gonna we're gonna come back and talk more with Trinity we'll talk a little bit about music and uh, we'll talk a little bit about pandemic and how things have changed for some entertainers right now. But right now we want to listen to the title cut from her CD, Camp to Camp. And when we come back, we'll talk with Trinity Seeley and Bobby Bell today on the Campfire Cafe. Camp to camp. 
Trinity Seeley titled track from her newest album, Camp to Camp. She is our guest this morning on Campfire Cafe. Welcome back, Trinity. <laughs> Thank you so much. So this time of January, oh gosh, we're at the 21st. Let's see, Elko. Elko would normally be right around now, yes? Yes, yep. In fact, it's usually the last last weekend of January, first weekend of February. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, so no no Elko this year. So tell us a little bit about what life has been like for you in this COVID season. <laughs> oh, it you know, it has been all about maintaining in a constant state of flux. It just every day <laughs> brings brings new challenges and things you didn't expect and you know, for us here at Thatcher we run a horse herd of hundred and thirty horses. Um, wow. It keeps us very busy on a daily basis, whether there are students or not. But last March, when students went home for spring break, was kind of when the the whole COVID thing started, and and mm-hmm. the students never returned um, oh, okay. for the rest of the year. And so that you know that really threw us into into finding different ways to manage a herd of that size and keeping everything trained up enough where when the kids did come back that they were ready to go right right back into the riding program. Um and of course, you know, with COVID we've we've tried to I haven't been on the road like normal um playing music, but I'll tell you what, it's it's been wonderful to have a you know, once again the the horse has just been that center of, of everything and we've really been able to to stay here and focus on on horsemanship and people and and um, yeah we we are busy, <laughs> we are busy. <laughs> so, and right now our our students have been gone for for the holidays and they were supposed to return this week and and that's been delayed hopefully just for a little bit longer so we're once again trying to get get everything ready for when they do come back. Um, we'll get the writing program up and running again. Wow! Yeah, wow. so they're they're a big part of of um, ma- managing the horses because each student right is assigned a, a horse and and uh, they have very specific responsibilities from what I what I read. So without yeah. them there, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big, it's a big job, and yeah, for you know, for, for a long time, every student that comes in as a freshman, um, they're required to ride, but they're assigned a horse, and they they take care of that horse every every day. There's you know, there's really no break until they go home, and most of the the horses do stay on campus. Right now, we've the school's leased a a large pasture in Ojai that we're able to take, you know, a, a good chunk of the herd out there. And, and, um, this year we've, we have been able with this extra time to, you know, to really bring in some new horses and get them trained up for the kids and, and wow. just wow. improve what, what we can. So now as, as I recall, Oh, Ojai has a wonderful, um, the Thespi, uh area is, is fairly close to Ojai, right? You have a riding great memory. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's a big part of the riding program. In fact, I, I'm looking at it right now. I'm sitting <laughs> in my backyard 
and that's what that's what backs us up is the the Los Padres National Forest. So we can ride right here from the house back into the Sespe region, and and that's been a big part of the horse program for you know for over a hundred years is to teach these kids to pack, to pack, and we'll take pack trips into the Sespe, and and we can ride right right from from the school here. So it's a really neat opportunity. Well. Well, yeah. Well, Gary, I'm sure you have a question for Miss Trinity. Well, I was going to ask. Uh, I, I was going to ask one quick question about this program. And and when school is out normally, what what happens to this hundred plus herd of horses? <laughs> well, I'll give you exact numbers right now. We we have 75 here on campus. Okay. Uh, and out of those 75, I, you know, we're trying to ride 35 to 40 a day. Um, wow. We've got, we just, we've got an amazing team of people that work with us, and we're, and we're riding everything from young horses that we've purchased that we're, we're hopeful to plug them right into the program to, you know, to the older veteran horses that need a tune-up. Um, yeah. You know they they all have their personalities and and um, by the middle of the year I think everybody's needing a tune up so <laughs> <laughs> so we're riding a lot of those um, we've right now the way that we we're managing the horses that are turned out at pasture are you know they're they're the, just the really good old standby need a break and and enjoying some some fresh green grass that's just starting to pop up. Um, out there, so you know we're we're pretty busy. We're we're shuffling horses around every day and riding and learning and and enjoying every minute of it. So yeah, what's uh, what's the uh, what's the retirement age for a horse out there? Oh, you know, we I'll just give you a few examples. We've the horses just have such a good life here. We've got a an on on-site veterinarian that has been here for many years and takes you know great care of the horses but just a couple of examples we've got you know we've got some horses in the program right now that are 24 uh, most of them have been here you know all their all of their lives Um, yeah uh, those are horses that will probably get retired next year we're we're always looking for good homes that these horses can go to and and you know they're most of them are able to still be ridden and and just need a need a softer. We're, we live on a rock pile up here, and oh you know, really? These, these students, yeah, it's really rocky, really really rocky. Wow. Um, and you know the students ride five to six days a week um, for a couple hours every day, so it you know it's it's not really for the the faint of heart. The horses they they're taken care of but it's you know they get ridden it used pretty yeah. consistently so yeah 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 i I'd, I'd say you know 24 is the oldest we have right now i'd say that's that's a pretty average age 22 to 24 well, I, was just I was just curious about that because i know i know some of mine have you know, it's just amazing because it's like you think this horse is going to last forever, and and you know they're like ten years old, and suddenly they're twenty. How did that happen? Yep. <laughs> but but oh, it we does. Wish they could stay ten forever. 
Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. Do. Hey, let's listen to another great song. It's one from uh, the CD. I think this was from Camp to Camp. This is called Home. We're talking with Trinity. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about music instead of horses. So, Trinity, <laughs> we'll see you in just a minute. <laughs> Top that your track will lead you out to the world. Someday life will bring you back. And when you think you've seen it all, come back here again to realize what you missed. Ain't nothing that you win. Cause you were built on the soul. Every dream that you Oh 
Trinity Seeley's home, and we're talking with Trinity today on the Campfire Cafe along with Bobby Bell. And um, Trinity, let's talk about music. We've been talking about horses, which I can put <laughs> either one of them, and I love doing. But um, I know my wife has taken some of this uh, time to do some writing, this COVID thing going around. Uh, how about you? Are you are you writing some new stuff? I am writing some stuff. Um, you know, this it's been really interesting for me to just re- reflect. I guess you could say, you know, the transition's been huge, going from from ranching and and living in a, a very rural part of our country to you know to where we're at now and so you know for me I feel like more than anything the last 18 months has been a a big time of reflection for me Um, yeah and and I think about it a lot you know my mom always told us growing up that it's got to come from the heart if you want it to work and I you know I'll get a little emotional here because just just uh listening to that home song you know these songs and music evokes so much emotion and I think you know to to have it come from the heart you've got to be in that place where you can listen to it as well so I'm you know I'm grateful for this time of reflection the music that that I'm writing you know there's so much of that that is coming from you know from these new experiences from the horse how grateful I have been to, you know, to live the life that we've lived. But I think, you know, most importantly, what everything's going back to right now for me in the writing and speaking of camp to camp, the song camp to camp, I wrote that when we lived in Nebraska and uh-huh. we were making the decision to move to Montana that we've had, it goes back to the people. Yeah. And that's where I, you know, what I'm finding right now is the the biggest blessings of everything that we that we have had through these experiences goes back to the people that have influenced us and been a part of this journey. And man, I miss, I miss our friends. I miss, I miss the people. I miss getting out and performing and and making that connection with people. And, and I can't wait to do it again, but that's, yeah, that's what the, what I'm finding myself, you know, going back to as far as the writing goes. So it's been interesting. Has it changed? Has your writing changed any over the past? You know, I yeah. I wouldn't say so. I thought, you know, I, I kind of wasn't anticipating that because the, the scenery's changed a little bit. But honestly, Gary, you know, there's so much about what we're doing now that is just right on track with everything we've always been doing. And we right. work together as a family. We get up together, work hard, we fight it out. We, you know, it's it's uh, it's interesting just how similar life really is for us. And so the writing, you know, my writing hasn't changed that much. The context hasn't changed, um, and I I guess that that's proof that going back to the whole got to come from the heart. You know, my heart will yeah. always always be where it was. So that's good to know. <laughs> that's good. To, well, it is you know, good to know. I'm I'm just. I'm just learning so much about myself through all of this. And, and um, so, yeah, that's a great question though. That's a really good question. Cause I thought that it would. I was just curious as, as to whether it would change some with, with conditions changing and, 
and different people and, you know, just a little bit different lifestyle than what you've been living if the riding had changed some. But but the horses are always consistent, aren't they? They are always there. They are. Yeah, they are. They, they keep us grounded. They do. This is a song with some scoundrel that you sang it with, uh, Chillicote and Calarios. And if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Bryn Hill is on this song, isn't he? You are so correct. Yes, sir. Uh, one of my favorite favorite memories of making music. <laughs> well, this is a great song. Let's take a listen to that and come back and talk more with Trinity in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. her CD titled Trinity Seely. Trinity, we were talking about music a few moments ago and of course the the um I always love to know a little bit about process. Can you maybe share um most all of the songs on all of your CDs are original. Um tell us a little bit about how what comes first, uh lyric uh music. Tell us a little bit about how how you put a song together. I, I wish I was really consistent. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you, you know, I I honestly can say that, that more than ninety percent of these songs were were written in my head on the back of a horse, and they kind of kind of come together, you know, in just that way. I, I think that the the lyrics come first. You know, that's that's what gets playing in my head, and it, I know for most musicians, you you usually have something you've been playing around with that you think sounds pretty cool and and um you know those two kind of merge together and it's it's special but i you know i would say i would say each each song has a different process for me you know there's not i haven't put myself in a room and and uh made myself sit down and and write something up it's you know it's been it's been a feeling or an experience or, or a story that was shared with me. And so, you know, each process is a little bit, the process is different for each song, I would say, but so all of them, you know, for the most part are, you know, they all, all kind of came together on the back of a horse. So when, when you're, so when you're on the back of the horse and the ideas come to you, uh, do you take out your phone and, you know, sing or, or leave yourself notes or do you carry a little notebook in your vest pocket or how do you, how do you capture the idea as it's coming to you while you're on horseback? I, I do carry a little notepad <laughs> and I'll, I'll write it down when it comes. Cause you know, it, it's amazing. You, there's been so much that I have written that, you know, even if I wrote it down, if I lost it, it's it's gone, and because there there yeah. are some things that are just just fleeting. So I try to write stuff down the best I can. You know, I've had my kids be my scribes if we're in a car and, and something <laughs> pops in my head. Um, you know, now that we are where where phones do work, I I use that quite a bit to to jot stuff down and and try to keep track of of it all. Um, <laughs> Kind of a, a fun story. Uh, I've got a, a new song, and I guess it's new work. It's not on a. It it hasn't been recorded yet. I did write it a couple of years ago, but I was sitting on an airplane coming back from Genoa, Nevada, and I thought, oh my gosh, I. It was one of those moments where it was just it, everything was coming into my head at the same time, and the only thing I had to write on was was the barf bag in the back of the, the seat. And so I, I grabbed that and, and wrote that down as fast as I, I wrote the whole song down, you know, within 10, 15 minutes. It's one of those moments you hear musicians talk about. And I keep that in my guitar case now to remind me that, you know, there, there are those times where that inspiration, you know, it's coming from, from somewhere else sometimes. And, and we're just, we're just the ones that get to write it down, and that was a really mm-hmm. special experience for me. That's happened a, a few times, but but yeah, I I'd like to have something to write it down. You know, you'll wake up in the middle of the night with with a, a line or two and in a chorus, and and I've learned that you know you better you're not going to remember it in the morning, so you better get it down while it's it's there. <laughs> So much of what you write, obviously, is inspired by everything you have going around you, but uh, and it's not on today's playlist. But your song about Cattle Kate is one of, 
I think just one of the most remarkable pieces of songwriting. And of course it's inspired by a true person. Um, but I, I just think it's so fun to kind of hear and for, and for people listening who maybe are songwriters or thinking they'd like to be a songwriter and something is intimidating about it. Um, it's great to have you share a little bit about your experience as a songwriter. <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate that. And, and, you know, Cattle Kate, I, I wrote that when we were living in Wyoming um, on the Hamcart Ranch, which used to be the old Sun Ranch. And that story, you know, the hanging tree was, was only a few miles from where we were at. And so all of that history, you know, is just staring you in the face every single day. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a powerful thing, that history. And, and you know, that was one that, that I thought, man, this story is just in, incredible. And it, yeah. you know, we've we've got an obligation to share those share those stories as well. So. Mhm. Mhm. Gary, what are you going to play next? Well, let's go to Perkins Peak. And Trinity, how did you come to write this one? Oh gosh, you're going to make me cry again, Gary. Uh, <laughs> I've been uh, getting kind of teared up just listening to these songs. Perkins Peak, um, where where I grew up in Canada. Perkins Peak, we could see, you know, for, we lived on One Eye Lake, and at, at the other end of One Eye Lake was Perkins Peak. And to me, you know, there was there was so much strength. And again, going back to the people, of the people that lived in that area. And of course, Perkins Peak has a lot of um, personal sentiment. And I know we've all been through those those times and hard relationships and and you know, for me to just think about about those wild horses and and the strength of of people that had come before me on Perkins Peak, you know, it it was it was the driving force behind that song. So a lot of a lot of personal emotion in that one. <laughs> this is a this is a great song. So let's take a listen to that and come back and talk more with Trinity Seeley in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe.
to go just like the river, always moving on. Hope it leads her somewhere better, it writes all that's been wrong. And she'll try to love again, she knows it will be hard, cause the cowgirl Trinity, thank you for sh- thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you for for sharing it. Well, it, it is great. It is great. My wife said she was just sitting there crying listening to this song. So, <laughs> well, we we could share it here too. I'm sure. Oh <laughs> uh, goodness gracious! Well, we've been having so fun, and the hour is just flying by, and. Uh, so, do you have any plans on a new album? I think Camp to Camp was the last one. What about two years ago? Any, yeah, any little, anything little in the works? Oh, you know, I I think we're almost to where I'd like to get back in the, in the studio and and put some of this new stuff down. I don't know with COVID. I think everything everything kind of just got put on hold. So yeah. Who knows? Maybe maybe this summer I'll I'll surprise everybody and and get it done. <laughs> well, you know what? Would it would be, be, be really nice for you to come out with a new album. We would just absolutely love that. Absolutely mm-hmm. love that. I appreciate you guys and your support so much. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you and uh, and appreciate you being on the show today. And um, and your old buddy is on. Line so she can hear you now. If you want to say hi to Trina, she's listening. Yeah, oh my goodness, there's it's my ranch beauty queen. <laughs> how, how are, are you, you Trina? Sister? Trina yeah, Marsh. <laughs> I just opened her um, line up. That could I be a mistake. Could, this could be a big mis- this could be a big mistake, but man, we we know how to have fun together. <laughs> exactly. Uh, How gosh. are you? I'm good. I'm staying alive in Wyoming, having fun. How's California? Well, uh, it's weird. It's still surreal. I'm at 72 degrees, and I'm looking at a palm tree, and we're <laughs> <laughs> we've had wind the last couple of days, but man, it the wind hardly ever blows, and it, sometimes I gotta pinch myself, especially this time of year, to think that that we're just 
or even giving horses baths in, <laughs> in the middle of January just doesn't seem real. So. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Right. Unreal. Well, Trinity, it, the time has flown by, and I know that the worldwide audience out there to find out how they can get Camp to Camp and the rest of your music. So would you give us your website and let us know how we can get music? I, I sure will. Thank you, Gary. It's dot Um It's also available, you know, on, on all of your downloadable places, iTunes and Amazon and CD Baby. Um, yeah, I, I hope that, hope it's, available to anybody that would like to listen to it because that's the whole point of of sharing it well love your cds going all the way back to the beginning and so it's it's all just great and you are fantastic and so we're looking forward to you coming out with a new cd my friend it would be a good idea I appreciate that, and, and now that I've I've uh, got the motivation, we'll we'll try to make that happen. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks so much for being with us. We're going to close out this segment of the show with another great song from Trinity called "Colts Became Horses." And uh, Trinity, look forward to having you back on again sooner than two years. Okay. You you better bet on that one. That would be great. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. This is Colts Became Horses. Don't count them out, boys are coming around to the old cow box.
It's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Miss Trina Morris today on Saddle Up America. A rancher's work will never seem to end. Bear the hay, then there's a fence to mend. Sometimes seems to be all work, no play. And though it's worth it, I have to say, if you're ever feeling down and blue, there's just one thing I'll recommend to you. On cowboy, swing on till the cows come home. Don't be so cool, you better rally your spurs and make some noise. Swing on cowboy, swing on till the cows come home. Don't be so cool, you better rally your spurs and make some noise. I once met a man who did not know how to swing. Sad, sad thing, he did not know how to swing until one day that swinging bug bit him mid stride. That sun settled down and he swung throughout the night. Swing on, cowboy. Swing on till the cows come home. Don't be so poor. You better rattle your spurs and make some noise. When you start feeling down, it seems you don't know how to smile. Don't wait around to try and smile after one. When you're finished working horses and bailing hay, throw your worries out the door. Settle down and swing away clinician who travels across North America entertaining and teaching people, Miss Trina Morris. Hey, Trina. Hey, how are you guys today? Doing well, doing well. So we just had your good friend, Miss Trinity Seeley, on there. So how are you and Trinity familiar with each other? <laughs> uh, well, let's see. We're both Canadians. Okay. <laughs> no, I met um, Trinity a while back, and then she came to the ranch in uh, 
sung some songs for some of the people when we did a ranch clinic. And from that, we just kind of became uh, good friends. And when we kind of found out we were both from Canada, uh, I don't know, I just, I, we just kind of became sisters. I called her little sister. And so mm-hmm. we just kind of went from there. So. <laughs> and even wrote a song about you. So that's pretty doggone special. So Ranch yeah, Beauty Queen was... is all about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all about me. <laughs> but no, I, I honestly, I, I was amazed when uh, she wrote that song and, and, um, I keep it on my phone all the time, and um, it's something that just, you know, it reminds you of, of good friends and good times, and so I really appreciate that she, she even thought of me to write a song. Oh, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. But um, we were talking about her attending one of your ranch clinics with COVID that's been going last year. How has it changed things for you? Um. Well, the year last year started out a little slow, but it kind of, you know, it ended on a better note. And um, with having to stay home and do some different ways, I started doing some Zoom calls that uh, people could send in their, you know, a little video of them with their horse. And then I could get on a Zoom call and go over the video and kind of give them a, a virtual lesson, I guess. And uh-huh. um so that kind of helped pass the time, but also gave people something to do with their horses and still get help because, you know, they had to stay at home and things like that. Um, I'm hoping this year maybe it gets a little back to to the real deal again. More normal. Have you been able to travel back up into Canada, have you, this past several months? Yeah, no, I actually had bone all my clinics in Canada, and I have them on the schedule for this year and keeping my – Fingers and toes crossed that I can make it back up there. Well, hopefully that will happen. And uh, and we were just talking a little bit earlier. Uh, I don't see much change in the first quarter, but maybe by the time that we get into the second quarter sometime, things will kind of loosen up for both performers and clinicians because it's affected people in the music and the horse world. And uh the way that people are doing things. Did I notice that you were doing more mini clinics at your ranch? Ha, huh, yes. Um, people have been asking me for a long time. You know, they can't make it to a, a, a full ranch clinic, and they want to experience the ranch atmosphere, I guess, and um, hang out with me and uh, have me all to themselves, I guess. So I put on the schedule. <laughs> I put on the schedule this year. These uh, mini ranch clinics, which I think about half of them are booked up already. And um, it's a chance for people to, it's very small. So there's uh, anywhere from two to five people can come and okay. you uh, stay, with, stay with me at the bunkhouse. Uh, I still feed you breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you ride my horses. Um, but it's, it's really up to them what they want to do. So they can tailor make it to whatever they want. If they want to do a weekend of intense horsemanship, then we can do that. If they want to just kind of hang out a little bit and maybe relax and recenter themselves away from things, then they can ride a little bit, maybe go on a wagon ride, um, maybe go to town, hang out at the spa for, you know, the afternoon, something like that. So it's really up to them how how they want to 
create their getaway, I guess. Well, that's a great idea. That is a great idea. So how many of those do you have scheduled this year? I think there was eight on the list scheduled. And, wow. Um, so four of, the, four of those are gone already. So, yeah, I'm excited to try them. That is that is great. So are the Zoom are the Zoom uh, sessions are they something new since COVID or was that going on before then or do you see it being yeah. something that goes on ever after the COVID? <laughs> it, it it appeared because of COVID because there was people that were you know I had to reschedule probably the first two months of my clinic so. Um, people wanted help still, so we, we came up with these Zoom calls. And um, they can be a little tricky because my ranch doesn't have great cell service or Wi-Fi, but um, we make it through. And uh, it's something I think that I'll keep. Yeah, for sure. People really enjoy it. And then it's, it's also a good way for me. I can kind of give them homework, and um, I, I get to help them throughout the whole year instead of just, you know, maybe the three or four times they see me in a season. Right. Well, and something that people have told me that are been doing uh, the virtual events is that people around the world can participate where they hadn't been able to do that before. So, have you <clears throat> have you found that to be true? Um. Yeah. Actually, you can. Yeah. There's actually been people that can't. That, I don't do a clinic near them, um, so they've actually never even rode with me, but they've gotten on a Zoom call with me, um, or we've emailed ideas, you know, they can, if they have too bad of service or something to that effect, I have a couple of people that send me a, a video, and then I critique it, or however you want to say it, and uh, send them back homework and ideas via email, so it's not always live, one-on-one, right. but... Um, I'm kind of, you know, the horses are my passion. And so if somebody asks me a question, and I'm always willing to help them. So I guess, you know, it's kind of a good thing. It is a good thing. It is a good thing. <laughs> Miss Bobby, I know you. Away. Uh, that's, that is a great thing. Bobby, I know you've been checking some things out with, with Miss Trina. Well, um, hey, Trina. It's nice to hear your voice today. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And um, I, need to, I need to thank you before you even get started because if it wasn't for her, uh, she messaged me yesterday and said, uh, your your website, it, it doesn't exist anymore. And I had um, let my domain name expire. So I need to thank oh. her because she saved my bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're all in this together. Uh, all of us that have websites and electronic technical stuff, right? <laughs> exactly. I truly appreciated that. You have no idea. <laughs> well, you acted fast, so I'm I'm up on the on your site right now. Um, and so I know that um, you also, you know, talk about the inner cowgirl. And, um, of course, I was just looking at pictures of the mini weekend, and, oh, my gosh, the food. Gary knows I'm all about the food. You posted <laughs> wonderful pictures of the, of the food that you, um, you're known for your, your ranch, your ranch um, cooking. Uh, but tell me a little bit about Inner Cowgirl and what that means to you and how that translates to, to all of us that, that want to get in touch with our inner cowgirl. 
Um, I'm going to have to be careful with my words this time because if I think I remember last time I stuck my foot in my mouth. Um, but <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, see, that just gives you a good idea to go back and listen to our last interview. Um, but <laughs> your, your inner cowgirl to me is something that um, I think everybody has it inside of them or um, – they they might just be afraid to bring it out or maybe they haven't found it yet inside them. And um, so your inner cowgirl is something that I hope I can help people bring out, be it with horses or maybe by the cooking that you see um, or just my daily life, that uh, there isn't anybody that can accomplish uh, anything that they, they want to. They just have to kind of find it within themselves to go and do that. And so that's why I say it's your inner cowgirl because you might live in the city but, you know, and you're not have anything to do with horses, but, you know, maybe you see my blog or a story about my dad or um, something to that effect. And then it makes you maybe have the courage or the tenacity to go and try something that you've never tried before. So, um, you know, it's not just for girls, but I think that a lot of times girls maybe have a little bit more fear inside of them to go out and do all the things they wish for. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it does seem that um you know, cowgirl it's more than a it's more than a hat and a and a horse. It's it's for for those of us that are not equestrians, we can still get in touch with that cowgirl spirit that's you know, it's inside, right? <laughs> sure. I mean it's kinda like my bar top. Um if you follow me on Facebook I epoxied or resined my bar top and I had never done it, and so I ordered all the stuff and uh, gave it a go, and I was just telling a friend of mine that by the the third coat, I kind of had it figured out, and um, the epoxy doesn't seem so difficult anymore, but, you know, there was was no time like the present. You know, you just kind of got to try it, and if it didn't work out, then I guess I'd have unscrewed the bar top and built myself a new one, but, um, (laughs) you know, you just kind of got to give it a go. And, and see where it takes you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always trying new things, stepping out of our comfort zone, and um, pushing the pushing the boundaries out is part of the adventure of life, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think people always say to get out of your box, and personally, I just don't mm-hmm. think you ought to be in a box to begin with. So, <laughs> you know, just kick the box over the fence and, and leave it. Kick there. it over the fence. Kick it over the yeah, fence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to I want to listen to a song by Don Edwards right now. It's when I was a cowboy. It could have been when I was a cowgirl as well. But when I was a cowboy, <laughs> talk a little bit about what your clinics are like and where they are getting started up again, and where people can find out how to join your clinics as well. This is Don Edwards. When I was a cowboy. Cowboy out on the stormy plain. When I was a cowboy out on the stormy plain, the 
only hell that I ever raised. He's a pulling on my bridle rein. Komataya, yippee, komataya, yippee, Out on the cow trail, the dusty billows rise. Out on the cow trail, the dusty billows rise. We're 50 miles from water. Grass is scorched and dry. Komataya, yuki komataya, yuki aye. Well, I've been where the lightning tangled in my eyes. I've been where the lightning tangled in my eyes. I heard the trail boss holler, Hope you ain't afraid to die. Komataya, yuki komataya, yuki aye. Texas as well and um, 
this year the a little bit different is uh, the foundation class is going to have um, they've decided to bring in some obstacles so not just a a plain foundation class where we work on groundwork and some uh, riding skills i guess the I don't know the obstacles, <laughs> but they're they're bringing obstacles in, and uh, I'm going to help the people on the ground and horseback uh, work through some of the obstacles. A lot of the people that ride with me in Texas do the um, versatility classes and trail challenges and um, those different kind of shows. So uh, I guess we're we're stepping it up a notch so that I can give them a little bit more help. And um, okay. so I'm actually I'm excited that they're going to have in that arena. <laughs> Oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. It'd be a surprise for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm into surprises, yeah. though. Yeah. So uh, when people come to the clinics, and I think you've told us before that, that you kind of tailor each clinic to the people that are attending. So what are they going to see at a Trina Morris Horsemanship Clinic? Um. Well, I promise you entertainment. I mean, that that's kind of one of the guarantees. It'll be entertainment. And um, really, though, the clinic, they, they <laughs> the, the clinics really are fitted to the people and their horses. So, you know, I can give a general, I can give a general statement as in, you know, a foundation horsemanship, you're, we're going to deal with kind of the core elements of, of horsemanship and, and help you on the ground and in the saddle um, then I do, uh, you know, a cow working class, which obviously we get to play with cows, but, but that depends on the people in the clinics. You know, sometimes I get a lot of people that are cutters, so then we do more cutting than people that, you know, maybe want to do ranch work with them. So it, I can, my classes always have like a, a general to them, but it, I don't really know until I walk in the arena that first morning exactly what I'm going to kind of pull out of the the hat because I see the people with their horses and then I make a decision on on what would be most effective to help them in the time that I'm allotted. And I think that's a little unusual and unique to your clinics because, you know, most clinicians, it's just kind of cut and dried when they come in, this is what they're doing. And, and is when you're doing a clinic, you're really tailoring the clinic to what it is that the people are needing. And want and and what their horses need, and I think that um, sometimes that can be a little difficult for people to grasp or to handle. It might it might feel like they're um, entered a, a Chinese speaking area or a, you know an Italian speaking area because <laughs> it, it's not cookie cutter, and um, you know it it could change. So you could actually ride in four foundation classes of mine, but each class would be completely different because the horses offered different ideas or maybe the people needed help in different areas. So I think it is something that's very uh, unique about me is that, um, you know, my, kind of the first words out of my mouth or I'm here to serve you for the, the next couple of days or three days. And so um, I, I kind of don't think that, uh, it's my way or the highway, but, um, you know, I, I'm there to serve them. So what they want to work on and, and what I see their horses needing, that's where we're going to work. I'm not going to work from where I'm at or what I think ought to get accomplished. Uh, you know, I just kind of come in and see what everybody needs and then just go from there. So, yeah. um, 
I, I'm not good at taking lunch breaks. I give the people lunch breaks, but, you know, I, I'm there. So if somebody has trouble, I'll give up my lunch break to help them or, you know, trail a load of horse in the, at uh, the nighttime. Or if they show up early for the clinic, i gladly give them some extra time. And, um, you know, I think that that's, I think that's just part of my job, I guess, is I just want to wow. help everybody. So. Wow, wow, wow. What do you what do you find to be the most do you find anything to be the most common challenge that people have dealing with their horses? Or is it different in different parts of the country or Um I, I think it's different in different parts of the country, but maybe an overall uh, one main overall thing is I think a lot of people they want to do a lot of things with their horses, but they're very, they get unsure or maybe they've had an accident and they're scared. Um, so it goes back to what Bobby was saying about your inner cowgirl. And, um, you know, I just try and bring out in them that there really isn't a need to be fear. Once we educate ourselves, then, you know, the reason you're scared is because you don't know what to do or you don't know what the mm-hmm. horse is going to do. So if I give mm-hmm. you some tools in your toolbox, then when you go home, hopefully you can pull some of those tools out and you, you won't get as bothered uh, when you're around your horse. Um, you know, I think that's probably a common mm-hmm. common thing mm-hmm. I see in the clinic. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and I think we've talked about this in the past, but but really a lot of the time the clinic is has almost always, the clinics have more to do with the people than it does the horse, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I laugh because the horse is the horse to me is very easy. So uh, if he 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 doesn't have any uh, tricks up his sleeve in the sense of you know I could ask scared and they say oh no I'm not, but in all reality you know they're they're very scared. But right. if I work with the horse, if the horse is scared, then he tells me he's scared. If the horse is you know, upset about something, then he's upset about something. And in the same words of that, when you show him there's a different way or he doesn't have to be upset or he doesn't have to be bothered, then he's good with that. You know, the horse doesn't lie. So each time you touch the horse, all you're seeing or or receiving is the truth. And um, I think that's why it, it does become more of people learning because they truly have to turn loose of their mind and, you know, not be bothered if there's, if they don't know something, but somebody else does, um, or, you know, if they're scared and somebody else isn't, um, the people a lot of times try and, uh, cover things uh, up, you know, yeah, <laughs> kind of, right. If, if they just, you know, if they just were as true as their horse, they could gain so much ground so quickly, not just in horses, but in life in general. Um, you know, if they just kind of just went again, that inner cowgirl, if they just kind of went at it, you know, if, uh, if you fail or something doesn't work out for you, truly, it's not a failure. It's just one stepping stone into finding out what you were, you couldn't do or you could do or something to that effect. Wow. Wow. Trina, how long have you been doing clinics? Uh, um, a long time. <laughs> um, I, I think I think it's well over twenty years now. <laughs> wow. I I, oh. I kind of gave up counting. So. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. And 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 when did you develop the 
techniques or the systems or your teaching style? Because I think well, you know, people, people are kind of they they make changes as they go along in life as well. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think I make changes probably at every clinic. I don't I don't think um, I'm not a very stagnant person. So uh, each clinic teaches me something that maybe I could do better, or or maybe leave out, or you know maybe add in that I, I didn't do it at a different clinic and. So I think over the years, um, probably the biggest thing, in all honesty, 100% honesty, which is what I was just talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the biggest thing I've learned is that I usually want it more than the people actually do. So, you know, mm. I see the horse and, and I see the person and, and I see where they could be. Um, you know, I see so much potential in everybody that I meet. And, and sometimes I don't think the people – either realize it or see it or, you know, maybe they just, they weren't thinking along those lines of, of becoming that far. So I think sometimes my excitement or drive to, you know, make things the best that they can ever be, I think sometimes that can be a little overwhelming for a person. And so I've learned to, to back off a little bit and uh, take maybe more little steps to, to help them get to where they're going. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, then that, absolute sense to be able to do that <laughs> well i just uh, that that thought just came up uh while we were talking it was like you know how do how do you develop your teaching style and how does it change over the years it's kind of like talking with trinity earlier when we were talking about styles changing in writing or content changes in writing and um so i was just curious i was just curious well yeah, I think, too, when you, um, you know, the older you get, then I think a lot of things maybe become more clear to you or things that you worried about in, in sing, like Trinity and singing or me and horses or pleasing the public. I think as you get older, you start to, um, that roller coaster isn't such a big roller coaster anymore. You know, maybe it's more of the teacup ride, uh, not the okay. roller coaster <laughs> Because you've gained knowledge, you've gained experience, and, you know, as my dad used to put it, the older you get, you know, you start to gain some, some patience and uh, let more things chill out than you used to when you were younger. Yeah, or you just realize that things are not as important as you thought they were, you know. They yeah. don't mean as, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different mindset that you take. Bobby, do you find that true in your life? Well, you know, I've just been, um, you know, you you write, um, your blog is always so wonderful and from the heart, and it goes along with everything that you both are talking about. And I'm I'm reading one, um, reviewing one that I read the other day, which I think is based on your dad. What comes easy won't last, and what lasts won't come easy. Pops was always right. Is that not like truer than true? <laughs> you know, and I look at my yeah. life and think, yeah, you know what? Um, this is so, you know, this is so true. And it, it feels to me like you um, you really present a whole package because it's not just the clinician part. It's the heart part. And it's how the heart and the horse are going to meet and develop a relationship together. 
And you kind of have yeah. to have the heart right. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you you, you kind of do got to have the heart right. And I think that the the statement that my dad said, uh, I think it's very hard in today's world because we have a drive-through mentality. So you know if. If something doesn't work, uh, throw it out, get a new one. Or, you know, if you, if you go to a restaurant one time and the, and the waitress was having a bad day, then you write off the, the whole restaurant. And um, I don't think there's, you know, if it does come easy, then usually it's, it's not worth it. Uh, now, some people obviously have talents like Trinity and, and different people in them. I think, though, to, to follow your talents or follow your passion, you're still going to have roadblocks, speed bumps, um, things yeah. that are going to get in your way. So there's no way, even if your your talent gives you something, uh, you're still going to have to put the hard work into it to make that talent pay off. And uh, that, that relates, too, to the horse, not just life, but um, to the horse. You know, if you want the horse to be whatever it is you want it to be a good guy then you still have to put the commitment in and the consistency in and you know from your heart and soul it has to go to the horse and come back to you and I I think a lot of times people forget about that and they they still believe the horse is uh, a mechanical use for them and um, Mm -hmm. you know to me Mm -hmm. it does a job for me too I I, the ranch it gathers cattle I got a team that drives and we do the feed and uh, things like that so they are a mechanical item per se but they're also my friends they're my work partners and um, you know that that's why I have a hard time selling them or if I mm-hmm. help a really bothered horse at a clinic you'll hear me say that's our horse now um, mm-hmm. you know because I want to know how it's doing I want them to keep up with me and let me know and if they have more troubles bring it back so I can help them Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this year with um, all of us uh, dealing with um, COVID and lots of other issues in our lives, another thing that you write a little bit about is how to maintain the inner peace. And I think that's um, that's been another um, that's been another really difficult thing this year. <laughs> you know how to stay peaceful through kind of the riot that's going on all around us and. Um, and the, and you write eloquently about that as well. So I, I would encourage our listeners to go to her website, yourinnercowgirl.com, and just go to the blog part, which, <laughs> which is full of wonderful, wonderful reflections and wisdom. And um, whether you are connected to a horse or not, you will connect to what uh, Trina writes about. Well, that I, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> pretty, pretty good endorsement there. I was going to say that's a, quite the compliment, but I do believe with COVID that I think people have, uh, I mean, I, I think the whole world, whether it's COVID or politics or having to stay home or, you know, you, your job has been laid off or uh, whatever it is, I think it's actually a chance and trust me, I know because I've been self-employed my whole entire life. So um, when things like this come about, it's a real chance for you to take that opportunity and um, find that inner peace or rebuild it or reflect on what's going on. Um, You know, and like I said, I'm not stagnant. So with all my time at home, I, I have horses to ride, but 
you know, I'm redoing my lounge and, and redo the bar and build fence and uh, fix things that have needed fixed for a long time. But you always kind of looked at them and said you'd get to them later. Um, and so I think that uh, I know it's not a fun time, but it's also a time where you can actually do a lot of personal growth because there has been some stresses taken off of you maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what we hear, uh, what Gary and I hear when we've been when we talk to um, musicians and such over the year, is this change of uh, once they kind of get past oh, the loss of of gigs and such is, I'm not on the road. I'm I'm home. I can actually find those big blocks of time that that always had a challenge finding to to work you know to to um to to write uh to practice to pick up a new instrument to do like some of the things that you're saying too looking around you know home at those projects that just never could be done because you know you were never at home and to be kind of housebound um and narrowing narrowing your taking all of your time now not on the road and and at home is has been very interesting to see kind of how people have once they sort of got a comp you know they figured it out um how they've been using that time and in some cases very productively and i think we're going to see an incredible amount of new books and art and music that is going to come to the public in this next year or two. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, one of my good friends, uh, buildings, she has a sign that says, um, be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. So Mm. I think when people are locked down or like you said, they can't travel and sing or me, I couldn't go and do the clinics. If it's something that truly is your passion or uh, your your lifestyle, whatever it is, you're going to find a way to still do it. It's not that, you know, that got shut off from you. You'll, you'll find a way to do it. And I guess to me, mm-hmm. the, the people that have that true drive in their soul, uh, it won't get stopped. They'll just find a different avenue to go down it, you know, a, a different mm-hmm. road. And mm-hmm. maybe that road isn't paved. It's a, it's a bad gravel road with potholes, but... Uh, it keeps you climbing on where you want to end up. Mm-hmm. Well, Tina Morris, you have been a great guest again, as always. And I think people need to find out how to get to your clinic. So what's the best way to do that? Uh, the best way to do it is they can go to my website, which is yourinnercowgirl.com. Um, they can also find me on Facebook under Katrina Morris, my whole name. I also have a uh, Facebook page that's Trina, uh, Trina's Horsemanship Clinic. And uh, Your Inner Cowgirl is also on Facebook as well as Instagram, Twitter. Oh, heck, and, you know, being at home now, there's like MeWe, Parlor. Oh, I don't know. There's a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find it hard to keep track of everything. So most of the time you can find me on Facebook or Instagram and, um, you know, send me a message. If you heard me on the radio, let me know where you, where you heard it. And, uh, uh I'd love to see somebody at a clinic that heard it from the radio. 
Yeah, I would too. Would too. Yeah. Well, I will tell you. I will tell you. Not only will you attend one of her clinics and learn a lot about horsemanship, but you also learn about yourself and life. And I would encourage you to look for one of Trina's clinics in your area and make plans to attend. And you're still doing your uh, your large ranch clinic. Your ten um, clinic. Yeah. Uh- Yep, I still do the ranch. Uh, what I did to it this year, though, is I uh, separated. I made it two five-day clinics. So people have the choice of coming for the first five days uh, or the second five days if they've rode with me before. And um, if they do the entire thing, then they just get a, a little two-day break in between. So um, the majority of people actually did still sign up for the whole 10 days. So uh with their two days off, they're planning lots of different things. You know, a lot of the times in the in the ranch clinic, the people don't ever leave the ranch, obviously. Um, they they are content there, but also because I, I kind of keep them riding a lot. And so yeah. with this two days off, you know, with this two days off, though, they've been talk of going and seeing some of the history of Wyoming and uh, different things that, you know, they can go and visit that's a short drive from my house. So, um I think actually the the new way I've planned it will will be really awesome for the for this kind of new clinic, a new old. Clinic. I think I think so. I mean, a lot of times people don't have ten days to take off, but they can take off for three or four, and that's a that's a cool thing. Well, Trina, you have been so much fun, and we look forward to having you come back and visit with us again. Will you do that? You bet. Anytime. You you uh, call me up and I'll be there. I can I can pull the truck over right now. I'm waiting for a load of hay, so uh, I'm good to go. But uh, I got I got another 26 tons of hay coming, so I'm just sitting here in the skid steer waiting for it to appear. So uh, anytime you want me back on the show, you bet I'll come back on it for you. Anytime. All right. We'll look forward to having you back with us again. So we're going to close out this segment with a great song from R.W. Hanton and called Silver Trails. Trina Morris, thank you so much for being with us. And we'll be back in just a moment with Miss Bobby Bell. Silver Trails on the Prairie Winding over the hills Not a care or a worry It's so peaceful and still Got the moon for my pillow And the stars overhead Neath an old whipping willow That's where I'll make my bed the wind is whistling through the sagebrush tree. Bright stars are shining up above. The birds are singing pretty melody. Their little song of tender love. Now that I've made my mind up, never more will I roam. I know I'm going to wind.
sagebrush tree Bright stars are shining up above The birds are singing pretty melodies Their little song of tender love Now that I've made my mind up Never more will I roam I know I'm going to wind up All the prairie my home I know I'm going to wind up All the prairie my Fix 
these red flyers will free an orange from its pill still reverently pray and their hands built this nation with work sweat and grit still make their living today Try softly the horses obey softly the horses obey Just heard the hand by Miss Trinity Seeley, and before that, Silver Trails by Mr. R. W. Hampton. Bobby Bell, this has been a show today, another show. Yeah, well, you know, two exceptional ladies, Trinity and Trina. You know, to <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, what a great combination! <laughs> it's a pretty good combination. Pretty good combination. So what's going on with the Hero Collection? Well, uh, once again, um, a percentage of retail sales from the Out West Shops Hero Collections are donated to the Mustang Heritage Foundation um, for the balance of this month. And actually, we're going to do that again in February. So you just go to outwestshop.com and then scroll down a little ways and you'll see um, a whole big section there about the hero collection and um, just go ahead and and shop find some wonderful things for yourself and support the mustang heritage foundation all right so that is a great thing that you and jim are doing to help out these different charities and events and uh, that's outwithshop.com outwithshop.com is your is your home base yep all exactly. right, so easy to find, easy to find. So next, we've got a great, great show. Who's joining us for the Campfire Cafe? Wiley Gustafson of Wiley in the Wild West will be with us uh, next. Can you believe it'll already be the last the last show for January? <laughs> I, I, I can't believe January has gone by so, so quickly. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's going to be a great show with Wiley on the Campfire Cafe, and then Mark Bolander will be joining us for Saddle Up, and all of that starts at noon Standard Time next Thursday and every Thursday for the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Any kind of closing thoughts today? Uh, Yes, I do have one um, quickly. Let's see. Um, You know, we did watch the inauguration yesterday. In fact, it's the first time Jim and I actually saw an inauguration. We we, we were always working, you know, and never wow. never really got to see one. And uh, I was so taken by Amanda Gorman, um, the youth poet laureate of the United States. She was great. And um, she was, great. was really, really wonderful. And I found this quote of hers, words have the power to change the world. And they do. So, yep. And they do. Those are great yep, words. They do. Well, it's been a lot of fun today. We look forward to having 
our worldwide audience next Thursday for Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And we'll be back with the Campfire Cafe starting at noon, followed by Saddle Up America. Miss Bobby Bell, we will see you next week. See you next week. We're going to close out the show today with a great song by Mr. Gary Allegretto. It's called Wherever I Roam. Thanks for joining us. Alone in my saddle, adrift in the wind, still out riding fences as autumn moves in. But summer still lingers like words of a poem, warming my spirit wherever I roam. Lifetime of wandering, chasing down dreams, winding through canyons forever it seems. I'm bound to keep moving, cause I know there'll be gold around the next bend, wherever I roam. Turn around. Settle down Like the wind I keep blowing free They don't know I'm bound to go I guess it's just a gypsy In me Wherever I roam